The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. We got intern Dan, and it is Wild Card Tuesday. The New York Yankees have made the playoffs. I had actually, here's the thing we can just discuss first of all Is the Wild Card game the playoffs? No. No. My wife kind she was asking me because she was trying to understand like game 163 if it was needed and like all these teams you know because we just we've been in a hospital talking for two days uh while i watch games on a laptop and i so i think it is i think if they if the grounds crew put special paint on the field it's the playoffs that that's fair to me it's just i don't think you can go like i don't think you can go into this game lose it and be like, well we made the playoffs we were a playoff team like to me you need to play in a series like a, like a playoffs has to be a series. This so, is a play-in game to the playoffs. See, I I think it's part of the postseason, so it counts. Um, I do, I also don't. I don't cheer for a team that. Oh well, we made it to the playoffs. At least not in my world. But I know there are Yankee fans who live like that. That's like eighty percent of our fan base. <laughs> yeah, I, that is not me. I choose to ignore those people. Um, you know, like if you're the Reds, like yeah, you know, that's fucking sick. You made the postseason. You could sell twelve more season ticket packages. But yeah, I mean, I I don't have issue with it being the playoffs. 
I don't really, yeah, and no, I don't really care. I just look at it as, look, we win, we win this game, we are in the division series, and we're in a playoff series. Now, last year with the expanded playoffs, it was still a wild card round, but it was a three game series. I considered that anything that's a series to me is the it's, playoffs. It's funny because I considered last year it was like this is even fucking playoffs. We're in a yeah. minute under the regular rules. This this isn't even baseball. But going it going into Tuesday, look, we've or if you're listening to this, it's tonight. We've complained a lot about this team. I think this team needs a new manager. I think this team needs a new GM. I think they need a whole culture overhaul. I think there's a lot of issues. And we have all winter to talk about what went wrong and what we can fix and what we can improve. But at 8.08 p.m. tonight, Avaldi's going to take the mound. Glaber's going to step in, ask for time, and the ump's going to say play ball. And to me, that's the only thing on my mind right now. We can talk about all the flaws, all the issues, what we want to do. At some point in the season right now, I'm locked in on surviving and winning this game tonight. So let's 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 sort it out. Let's make our like promises to the people. Are we gonna? Are, are we doing post game episodes, like we usually do? Yes. Okay. So we're doing. So every episode, every time the Yankees have a game, we will have a, a podcast for you. The next morning, we'll do it that night. We after this is all done and. When the Yankees either are – if they're eliminated, well, obviously, there'll be a lot of ranting. They win the World Series. There'll be a lot of celebrating initially. But then after that, we will have a separate episode to talk about the offseason. We'll, we'll lay out all our gripes. You know, if we get eliminated at some point, we're going to lay out gripes immediately. But they won't be well thought out and what we want to actually do and all that stuff. We're going to be positive. We're looking for the wins. That's it. We're looking for wins, and let's. While we're making promises to the people, I we can't promise what what kind of shape we're going to be in, sleep wise, you know, drinking wise. You know, I'll promise that I'll be on here at twelve thirty a.m. I can't promise you what kind of shape I'm going to be physically, emotionally, or you know, health wise. So I, I'd like to put out put that out there while we're making promises. I'm sober, so I'll be fine, but that's I'll also be exhausted. Right. I'm, I'm going to say there's a lot of things at play. It's mental exhaustion. It's physical exhaustion. You know, Monday night, I, I doubt I'm going to sleep a whole lot. It's essentially going to be kind of an all-nighter type situation into the late night on Tuesday. But we'll be on here just like we were last year. That was fun. I really I really enjoyed that last year. That was probably the only part of the playoffs that I enjoyed was, was coming on here. It probably afterwards. did wonders for your relationship. Just that, like, <laughs> Jamie doesn't have someone else to listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't have to. She didn't have to hear it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, really excited. And there were, I think, there was a lot of griping about, oh, you know, we blew the chance to get the game at home. And I really wanted the game at home too. But in my mind, you know, to get Cole on an extra day of rest, to not have to play in that bullshit game 163, uh, you know, I'm, I'm overall, I'm, I'm okay with with how it turned out. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, if if we're not doing gripes, then yeah, I'm okay with how it turned out. <laughs> I mean, if the the quick honest answer is, I think there are a five to ten games we could easily point at that we're not at home, that that we're at home for this game, easily. I think you could go to fifteen there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean Neil Keefe will have the blog. <laughs> I've been really pushing him to to do that uh, to do that post, but yeah, I, you know, it, it is what it is. We talked, I think uh, Carabas said it very well on Twitter. We went back and forth with Red Sox fans all year to just have the same record. 
It is funny. And it was like the two, like you said, tale of two seasons. We sucked in the first half. They kind of sucked in the second half. We battled. We went nine and 10 against them, basically 500. And we ended up in the same place. It is pretty funny. We were supposed to win the division by a lot of games. They were supposed to be like a borderline last place team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were minus 220 to win the East. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. But look, I was thinking about it. And Sunday, you know, they had to use green. They, they used all the re- relievers, Lewisaga, everybody, Chapman. If they would have lost and had to play, you know, Monday just to get into the wild card game, they, even if they would have won Monday, that bullpen would have been so fried by the time they got to Tuesday night. The season would have been over. Like, like to me, you know, getting to that 163, the season was ending at that point. I didn't think there was any path forward. Well, it was kind of uh, my fear was it was going to turn into the 2003 World Series, where you know our World Series was against the Red Sox in the ALCS, and we just had nothing for the Marlins. We yes, had no yes. pitching. Um, yeah, and, and and you needed 92 wins to get in. It's what we said. It was going to be 92. We said 92, 93 to get that second wild card. We got it. Barely. So what did they were they finish? They finished ninety two. Right? Ninety two and two. Ninety two and seventy. Mm. Barely. They barely snuck in. How about four ninety win teams in the end? No division's ever had that. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's we're the best we're the best division. And everyone's like, Oh, like the poor Blue Jays, what a great season. I, I don't feel bad for anybody else in our division, man. Yeah. No, I mean it is what it is, you know. You know what the schedule is. You know, I'll quit the league if you don't like it. Right, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, they had a poor Blue Jays. They had, uh, you know, they have a good team and they had a, a a decent season. But it's not like nothing unfair happened to them. I, honestly, no. if you're going to point the finger at anyone who took the Blue Jays spot, it's the Red Sox. Like, be mad at them, not us. We were supposed 100%. to be here all along. Hundred percent. Does go? Does what we did in Fenway last weekend, going in there, beating Avaldi, sweeping them fairly convincingly, does that make you more confident going into tonight than you would have been otherwise? Because no. it does for me. No. no. Okay, it does for me. So uh, there's a little bit of now. Obviously, if we didn't sweep them, we're not in the playoffs, right? So, the, but right, there's a, right. a little bit of like, I don't know. Maybe if we just like took two of three. It's almost like the NFL thing. It's tough to beat a team three times. You know, Eagles, Giants, Giants win twice in the regular season. You meet in the playoffs, Eagles probably win that game. Mm. You know, there's a lot, you know, it, but at the same time, I don't know, you got to, you know, throw the records out the window with these teams. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a, hopefully a dog fight of a game. I mean, actually, hopefully we ended in like the first inning, but. I mean, Avaldi's a good pitcher. He's he's played he's played really well for the Red Sox. And during his time there, I mean, he's closed games, he's started games. Now he, you know, he's for all intents and purposes this year their ace with Sale missing most of the season. Like we're facing the best guy that they have available, and we're and throwing the best guy us. we have. Yeah. He's, he's bullied us. I mean, he eliminated us game four of the 2018 ALDS. He shut us out at home. I was there. But for me, it's like, all right, it's it's Cole and it's Evaldi. Like, we just won this game. We had this exact matchup, whatever it was, two Fridays ago. We won that game fairly convincingly. I believe this was the first series that we won at Fenway Park with fans in the stands under Boone. I, I believe it was the sweep. So to me, I'm a lot more confident going into Fenway. It feels like we conquered Fenway a little bit. It feels like Stanton really conquered Fenway. So it just, it makes me, I'll sleep a little bit better Monday night, knowing that, all right, at least we've won a series here, you know, recently. Yeah. And you know, Cole has had some rough starts towards the end, 
Uh, but you know, he's he's a gamer. It's late in the season. You know, all all those things that you want to say. I just think, listen, this is what Garrett Cole has lived his entire life to pitch for the Yankees in a do or die game. You know, this is essentially a game seven. So he's waited his entire life to pitch for the Yankees in a game seven at Fenway Park. Like, this is it, you know? This is everything you've ever wanted as a boy. Yeah, and it's everything we ever wanted when we gave him $324 million. This is why you give out a contract. And and for people who are like, I guess he had, you know, his last start against the Blue Jays went pretty bad. And people are like, oh, should he really be the starter? Should we think about this? It's like, guys, you're overthinking this. Garrett Cole is the least of my concerns going to tonight. I'm worried about the bullpen. I'm worried about Boone. I'm worried about are we going to hit with runners in scoring position? Our defense? Like, we got enough problems. Do, yeah. do not – do not spend time worrying about Garrett Cole. Listen, please. the shirts and the mustache and the turtle are cute, but Nestor Cortez does not get the fucking ball in this game. <laughs> People were really like trying to make that into a thing. Like, should, should Cole be the guy for this game? I'm like, guys, because I, for a lot, it's it's fun in games for a lot of people on Twitter. This is just a silly goose time. It's the same as. I um I equate a lot of like what's going on in politics now is like some people is like you're just cheering for a football team you don't care about any of the issues you know I'll see people who are like I love Donald Trump I'm a union guy I think I shouldn't have to work as hard and it's like that's the you're doing the right. and that's what <laughs> some of our fans do. it was like I want to have the best team I want to get the best free agent pitcher but I don't know he's got a mustache he throws sometimes he does a weird delivery let's get him. <laughs> It's funny. It's really like, funny. why get the idea that you'd go somewhere other than Cole is like, well, then I don't know. We might as well bring in Hap in the second inning. Right, uh, right. Seriously. And, dude, I, dude, you could give – I'll take Cole on a partially torn UCL on one leg, one shoulder over the rest. Dude, if he can walk and, and get to a mound and throw a baseball, he is getting the baseball, period. Yeah. It's too early in the contract to have any – and we just – we're not going to complain about the rest of the team. But there's just no one else. There's nobody else that, like, but yeah, I saw some of that. I even saw some people go, maybe we go Sevy like two innings. What? Because <laughs> that worked out so well in his first wild card game. He got he got one out. It's it's yeah. insane, man. It's insane. What do you think is the like? Obviously, the goal is for him to go eight eight shutout innings. But let you know, let's say the Red Sox get him out of there five six, you know, maybe six innings. Like, what is your what is your bullpen plan? Say he, you know, they're up three one after the sixth. What are you doing in innings seven, eight, nine? How many pitches is Cole at? Hundred and eight, like okay. hundred and nine. He's like, got to go he's out, come out. Okay. Yeah, he's gotta come out. Um Pile of Wiseka Green Chapman. Where I I think I think you've, you've got Lewisica, Green, Chapman, Sevy, all available, right? And mm. depending on the situation, now what I'm about to say that I'd like the mentality to be is not what Aaron Boone is capable of. Yeah, of course. But I would like <laughs> – I want a Terry Francona mentality of I'm going to put my best available pitcher in in this situation, like whatever the situation is. Like if – Cole gets into a situation where he's at 108 pitches. Let's say he doesn't get out of an inning. He's at 108 pitches. He clearly doesn't have it. We've got runners on second and third, two outs. Like, 
or you know, or, or even like depending on like, is it Chapman? I don't care if Chapman pitches in the seventh inning, ninth inning. Like, we're not talking about trying to build guys' value. I just like I want them to have the dogfight mentality of whatever the fuck it takes to win this game, which is kind of what Boone did in Sunday's game. Yes, yes. Of just like, hey, you know, because there was a part I was like, all right, I mean, Tyone didn't do anything too bad, but I was like, fucking 45 pitches. Like, you know, you, you do start to look ahead and go, where the fuck does this rotate? Like, where do and we that's go why I was place? so worried yeah. about the game 163. I was like, if all the high leverage guys are pitching today, they're all going to have to pitch in a potential game 163 on Monday. Like, we're going to be burnt before that wild card game even started. So, yeah, that was why I didn't didn't want any part of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would assume Cole's giving us six. He needs to. He needs to go six innings and two runs or less. Like, that is the expectation for me. Yeah, I, I mean, and this is the kind of shit that he's built for, though, you know? He's – and, like, yeah, it was a, a – a, you know, important game against Toronto-ish, but it's not a do-or-die game. And I think there's there are guys who step up to that, and I like to think that he's one of them. Oh, absolutely. And to me, the Red Sox are a better matchup for Cole than Toronto is. Toronto is a bunch of first pitch, you know, fastball hunting swingers. I mean, it was Springer. He swung at the first pitch of the game. He roped it for a double. You know, Bichette's very aggressive. Vlad Jr. is very aggressive. Uh, the Red Sox are a little bit more passive. They're a little bit more patient. Devers kind of hammers Cole, but I feel like he can kind of handle most of the other guys, uh, Martinez, Bogarts. But I'm worried about Devers, but I I would rather be going to Fenway than going to Toronto if you, if you put a gun to my head. Yeah, I mean, I think you, if you're going to Fenway, like we were just at Fenway, yeah. you know what the atmosphere is. Like it was a sellout. It's, you know, whatever their maximum capacity is. It's like 13. We had a lot of fans there, though. There were a decent amount of Yankee fans. I think we'll still have a decent amount of fans at, at this game, too. You know, and so it'll be a packed house of what, 13,000, whatever they fit in Fenway, <laughs> versus like the Rogers Center. I mean, they, if you gave them a one game playoff, they just went to 30,000, they probably go full capacity or close oh, to yeah, it. It's, it's At, turf, man. Weird shit happens. Weird on shit turf. happens. You got Canadians there. Yeah. The Blue Jays really need to like figure something out with Drake. Like, you gotta get Drake involved there in some way. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to go to the Rogers Center for that no. game. No, no. I, uh, you know, Fenway, hey, it's the lights. It's a nationally televised game. This is what hey, this is what it's about. You know, if you're a Yankee fan, like this is what you're a Yankee fan for. Now, this is supposed to be in the ALCS after we won the division <laughs> by a fucking lot. And then we beat up on the White Sox in the ALDS. Like, there was a different choose-your-own-adventure This was here. not the plan. Yeah. This was not how we, how we drew it up in, uh, in February. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's really exciting. To me, like, I know Cole's an alpha dog. I know he's not scared of anybody. But you're, if I'm going into this game, you can't let Rafael Devers beat you. He's got three homers against Cole this year. Two of them were back-breaking three-run bombs. Like, he can catch up to any fastball. He, he's a scary hitter. I would just say, of all that guys in the lineup, do not let him be the guy to deliver that back-breaking blow because he seems to seems to have a beat on Colts fastball pretty well. Yeah, you want a little bit of, to a certain extent, like like you said, you know, Cole, he's a, a gamer, a warrior. We could just start throwing adjectives at him all Alpha. day. Yeah. I, I'll kind of pitch around him. You know, <laughs> like pick your spots. It's one game. Like, you know, it's do or die. 
don't let him fucking do it to you. The key is going to be how he, I mean, they're going to get some hits, but you know, can he really bear down when it's second and third one out or first and second, two outs, and you got to get out of that jam early. You know, he could be in that spot. How does he, how does he respond? Cause sometimes even with Cole, you know, it takes him a little bit to find out what's working. Is the knuckle curve working today? Is the, is the change up working or does he just have to go with mostly fastballs? And sometimes in the first and second inning, be a little shaky so he's gonna you know find it early i kind of like being on the road because it gives us a chance to deliver that first punch yeah i mean i'd rather be at home because it means we're a better team (laughs) i'd rather be the better team (laughs) um you know you talk about you know can cole you know bear down second and third can our defense what do you think? You, yeah. What do you so I think our defense is gonna be Gallo, Guardy, Judge, Odor, Geo, uh, Glaber, Rizzo, Higgy behind the plate, Stanton DHing. Do you think it's gonna be different than that? I think you're right, but I don't agree with it. I would rather just put Gio back at his natural position at third base, and I would play. I would play weighted short. I would essentially rather I would have Wade than Odor. Like our our defenses are. I mean, you're like now with with DJ out. Let Gio play his natural position. Like like let's get as least the least amount of guys playing out of position as possible. Wade's a great defender. Maybe he gets lucky and gets a single and, and steals a base or something. Yeah, I mean, I think there's maybe a little thought of like, oh, we're you know maybe they're trying to hold you know. Well, one, Tyler Wade stinks at baseball. But then two, like off the bench, threat to run late in the game. Um, and I was talking with someone on Twitter about Odor. And it was like, you know, Odor is the kind of guy who, like, will have a big hit for us in the postseason. And, you know, this is what this guy said. I go, yeah, you know, he was like, I could see him being a, like a pinch hit, big hit. I go, I could also see him being 0 for 4. And getting that big hit in his fifth at bat, but we could have won this game twelve other times, right, you know, before right, that. Yeah. Like it should have never gotten to that. You yeah. really could see it going any way with him. You could see him hitting a huge three run homer. You could see him popping up the first pitch in a big spot. Yeah, um, and I think also with Geo taking the the fall he took, apparent. You know, if there was a game on Monday, he'd be playing. So Boone thinks he'll play on Tuesday. Nice brain there, Aaron. Um, uh, you know, cut it, cutting down on the range. But who knows? I mean, maybe Geo's comfortable now. You know, you've been doing it for how long has he been playing shortstop? Three weeks now? Yeah, a couple. I think he started in June. But, yeah, regularly three weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, you get kind of get a little bit in a groove. Now you're moving him for the one-game playoff. It's t- I mean, Dora is not a good third baseman. Like they're all out of position. This is what's scary. The infield defense. Glaber is not good defensively at second. Geo, maybe he's average. I haven't looked at the metrics, but he's not definitely not a great shortstop. No, no, no. And and then you got Odor at third. It's just like ah, it's a lot that can go wrong there. I think Geo's probably just closer to average than Glaber is. Right. You know, <laughs> he's uh, less bad. So with DJ on the IL, Voit on the IL. First inning, Avaldi plunks Rizzo. Broken wrist. Who plays first base? I was not. I was not ready for this question, <laughs> dude. You are emotionally. I can see you 
You took that in your chest when I asked yeah, that no, question. Because Velasquez is their only the, – the bench is going to be Gary and Velasquez p- position player-wise. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I you think, can't throw Gary out there. Uh, Wade has played some first base. <laughs> Wade would be the first baseman, I think. Or they are uh, – I don't know. Man, they're all so shaky. They're, the, the infield defense is horrible. It, it's really bad. It really is. I saw people complaining. So do you have any issue with Higgy starting? No, no, not at all. Gary's been terrible these I, last. That's the thing. I've seen some people saying, you know, when it was announced, I see people on Twitter complaining like, oh, well, you know, Higgy can't throw. Gary's not throwing anyone out either. At least Higgy catches the ball to possibly throw it. And, I mean, Gary's just, he's not looked great at the plate. And I saw someone go, even if they use him as a pinch hitter, he's a really bad pinch hitter. So we should start him because he's a bad pinch hitter. He, it felt like he struck out 75 times over the week. The Friday night at bat when they were coming back and he came up and swung at three pitches at his ankles. Like, I can't, I can't watch that. And look, if Cole feels more comfortable with Higgy, that's the way it is. That's how life works. He's the highest paid player on the team. He's yep. the best player on the team. This is what he wants. This is how, you know, it's the food chain. They've been thrown to each other since high school. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And at least he'll block the ball. It is, I will say, it is fucking painful watching. I think the Blue Jays stole like four or five bases on on Higgy in one of those games. Like, it is hard. Like, you can't even reach second. It is tough to watch. Yeah. Um, listen, if anyone knows how to get in touch with Gary Sanchez, just tell him. If it's it's going to be a slider down and away. Don't swing. <laughs> just That's what it's going to be, buddy. It's so hard. It's so hard to watch. And I do like the idea. I mean, I know there were times when they did – um, you know, have Gallo and Judge and Stanton on the outfield. But I think at Fenway, with how deep it is to center field, I definitely think you want Gardner out there yeah. uh, for his defense. Yeah, you don't want to put Judge in the position of playing like the, the awkward defense, uh, you know, no. playing that, that outfield. Yeah, no, this is not at this stadium. Nope. Hey, they they advance. We need Stanton back in the outfield because I think, you know, we've seen since he's gotten out into the outfield, it, it's woken up the bat. Let him be a ball player. Don't, you know, you can't like baby him. He kind of isn't playing great with it. You let him loose. He's playing great. Then like, let's baby him for the playoffs. You know, you let him go. But, you know, yeah, he doesn't need to be out in the field for this game. No, no, he definitely, he definitely doesn't. For you, like what needs to happen tomorrow? Like for me, it's like, all right, Cole needs to go six innings, two runs. They need to at least hit two home runs. Like to me, that's a minimum. For you, what needs to happen for them to win, I th- uh, like we need we need to bust it open early. Yeah, uh, this is not a game. And now, I mean, we have the like second or third most come from behind victories in the league this year. It's just not a position that like my heart is built for right now. Is this because you know our bullpen can be shaky we just you know yes there's the off day in between we just used a lot of guys there's you know a lot of pressure in the situation a lot of the guys who we're talking about relying on have either not been around a good part of the year or have had like shaky stints and i mean if this season ends with uh chapman smirking on the mound i'm going to fucking kill him like, yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah. That, that's got to be it for him. I, and ideally for me, I don't want to see – like I know, like you said, Boone isn't smart enough or ballsy enough to do this. If it's me, I'm trying to get through this game with Cole, Loisaga, and Severino. Like after Cole, those are the two guys that I'm I'm 
I'm trusting. I would prefer not like if, if Chapman is jogging in from the bullpen in a three two game with Devers and Bogarts and Martinez coming up, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> I felt that one in my chest when you said it. <laughs> It's hard. It's, I think it's different too. Like when we're at home in a wild card game, and all right, if they fall behind, we still have the crowd. We have the short porch. Like it's easier to come back and convince yourself that you're going to come back. Like somebody gets a walk and the crowd stands up. When you're on the road, you really need to get that lead early. You're surrounded by racists. It's just yeah. racists all over the place. The building's shaking. It's not good. It's not a good situation we put ourselves in, but. This is why you sign call. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It really is. It, it, there is a little bit of a, for me, there's a little bit of a revenge factor from, from 2018. I'm not going to talk about 2004 and go back that far, but, but the way they kind of punked us playing the New York, New York, Alex Cora talking all kinds of shit. I know this isn't the World Series or anything, but it would be really, really satisfying to, to beat them in Fenway and celebrate in that clubhouse like they did when they eliminated us in the DS. It'd be great to just get the win, especially if I just like can't have Boone get outmanaged by Cora. Well, that's what scares me. Is this is we? It's such a mismatch in terms of in-game strategy for a one-game do-or-die. I mean, we're, it's it's such a disadvantage. Yeah, just like we don't get cute with anything. Like, I, I, I kind of hope whatever it is. Like, if they listen, Aaron Boone. I I think he's I think he's gone. I think he's gone uh, in every situation that is not winning the World Series, and I think that. He needs to know that and f- and fight. There Man are th- is like it. there yeah. are three kinds of people in this world: people who'll try, people who'll give it their all, and people who'll do whatever it takes. And when the nerds hand him, they're like, "Here's the stats. Here's the lot. Fucking throw that out, rip that up in their face, and go. It's time to play fucking baseball. Nothing, nothing cutesy." With like, oh, well, if you look at the, the rotational advanced analytics of the spin uh, at 7.08, uh, you know, f- none of that shit. <laughs> none of that shit. You start the game with Garrett Cole, who's a hard-throwing motherfucker, and you let him be a hard-throwing motherfucker. And then when you get past that, you bring in Sevy, who's a hard-throwing motherfucker, and you let him be a hard-throwing motherfucker. Yeah, they're going to mix in some other pitches because they should, 
but let them just go out there and fucking be great. Then you figure out Luizaga, Chapman, hard throw motherfuckers. Like, let's just go, like, every, Alex Cora has probably an amazing game plan for this game. <laughs> Everybody has a plan till they get punched in the fucking face. And that's what we need to do. I mean, really, we need to go out there and, like, it'd be amazing to get, like, a two-run home run in the first inning or, you know, something like that. Um, and Cole go out there, one, two, three. Let's punch these motherfuckers in the mouth. I think yeah, that's that, how you win this game. It, it really is. It's almost like one of those, you know, fourth and inches goal line plays where you know that they're, they're doing a, a, you know, a halfback dive because, you know, it's two power pitchers. It's two powerful lineups. Neither team is super athletic. It's really our best punch against their best punch. Like, there's no secrets here. It's like the end of, what is it, the end of Rocky 3? Whichever one where it's like him and uh, um, uh, the the black guy from the original one, from the first I only two. saw the original uh, Rocky. I got to see the So, other yeah, ones. the guy who he fights in that one. Yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the third one, they're like in a spar, and he goes ding, ding, and it ends with them like about to connect with a punch on each other. Like they both threw a right, and they're both going to connect. Oh, okay. Like that's what it is. That's all this. That's the game that we win. If it's a different game, we don't win. We're not winning this game. Yeah, if it comes down to base running, fielding, and smarts, no, this, no. We're, we, this is we're, our strength is brute strength. We have all year wanted them to be a different team than what they have to be tomorrow, and they have to be the team that they have to be tomorrow because they can't be that other team. I'd love it if we could hit and run and fucking steal bases and. Woo! All the fun shit, but we can't. Guess what? It ain't ballet. <laughs> no, it's baseball. I do want to talk about the lineup. All right. So with DJ going out, you know they've decided that Torres is the best option at leadoff. I don't necessarily agree with it. He's not very fast. He's not a huge OBP guy. I don't think he has the most professional quality at bats. I would go Gallo in the leadoff spot. The lefty see a lot of pitches, draw a couple of walks. And then I'd put, you know, maybe Judge 2, Stanton 3. Um, I don't know what you think about it, but I, I don't love GT, you know, leading off. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't love anyone in this lineup leading off. No, we don't really have, <laughs> like, like, a prototypical leadoff hitter. Like, to be honest, Judge is probably the best option. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you like, yeah, you'd like, you know, obviously you want Judge up with guys on base. But you need guys on base, you know? <laughs> And with if you lead off Judge, you're guaranteeing that he gets a, you know the five, the most at bats. Which yeah, but yeah, I go Gala one. I, I mean, I'm I'm fine either way because at the end of the day, the things that you're talking about, drawing walks, being athletic, not 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 us, not yeah. you know, just not who we are, not who we're gonna be. I don't think that happens on you know October fifth. No. <laughs> No, it does not. No, it's, it's – man, it's like we've done this so many times. This will be my first – so like I went to 2017 and 2018 and I think there's almost – there was almost less nerves there because it's like, oh, you're on the train and then you're at Billy's. Like you're, you're stimulated whereas – You're excited. Game, there's right. shit – like you've got other shit to look forward to. Like yeah. when you first walk into Billy's, when you go in the stadium, I'm fucking just dapping up strangers because we're fucking hype. The train's lit. All of that. Yes, yes. Instead, 
you're in a fucking air cast pacing in your apartment. <laughs> literally, literally. Talk yeah. about a letdown. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to be pacing in my whatever. I don't know what this is. I think it's maybe 900 square feet, one bedroom apartment, just pacing around in, until 808. But yeah, no, it's I, that that was what I was really bummed about. I did, you know, we bought tickets for if it was going to be at home. I said I wouldn't, but, you know, caved, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was really disappointed about that because, like, that was my that was one of my favorite parts, like the, the anticipation on the train and like previewing the game and then switch into the subway and seeing everybody on the subway all the things you just said not having that tomorrow is, is gonna suck nick i'm gonna be honest i have a three-day-old kid and i said there was no chance i'm going to the playoffs i have not fully ruled that out <laughs> again like i've looked i'm like oh well when would we host a game in the alds oh you know <laughs> Like a day game, a day game would be helpful. Like a, if we advance and we get into like a day game, home game situation, like obviously I love the primetime game. So it's a lot easier to be like, hey, mother-in-law, you want to come hang out for a little bit? Help out about in case seven I didn't and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> I just got to run out of the house real quick. So I was actually looking at that. So if they do, you know, if we do advance game three will be Sunday in New York, we would host that and it would either be at four or eight. So that could be. I'll be going, you know, whatever time. Yeah. Uh, regardless, but if it, you know, if it's four o'clock, that could be, that could be good for you. I don't know what they'll do with football and how that'll play in or what time the Giants. Are well, see, I mean, I've got a million variables going yeah. on here. You yeah. Know. I'm at this point in the conversation. I'm hoping my wife doesn't listen to this episode because she's not sitting at a desk working. You know, like <laughs> let's not, let's not, you know tee her off that this may happen let's let's wait and see it is a quick turn though like when you think about it it's like oh like you win like let's say you win tuesday night i remember this from 17 and 18 it's like you're celebrating and then all of a sudden the next day's wednesday and you're like oh shit we got another game tomorrow and we got to go to we got to go to tampa like that turn happens quickly that's what you get for putting yourself in that situation yep so i will say that i believe that the wild card game is the playoffs because they spray painted on the field I don't think there's a reason to like pop any champagne or celebrate. Okay, great. I wanted to. I wanted to. Bring <laughs> okay, this is the most animated I've ever seen. Yet. Yes, yes. I don't like the idea. All right, they win tomorrow night. Great, they're excited. I don't like the idea of get them getting blacked out and pounding Budweiser until five in the morning or whatever when they have a game on Thursday. Like, I'm not saying I know there's not a game the next day, but as somebody who has participated in binge drinking before and you know knows the effects of it, not the smartest thing to do in my mind to be getting blacked out drunk whatever, 36 hours before the next game. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Okay. Like, I get that they had to, you know, celebrate. You celebrate, get into the postseason. I get that. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it's funny, though, like, the pictures I saw of, like, the most part, it's, like, Luke Voigt. Like, what did you play, four games this year? How about Hicks co- coming back this week just to pose for the pictures? Like, dude, no, he came, he came back. I think oh, he's what, been around the team since nine eleven. Like he came okay, back for the nine yeah, eleven series. Yeah, like, ah, oh, dude, that's just like he's the classic. I feel like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, just like get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, Hicks and Voigt were going at it, which I was like, hey, you know what? At least fucking nobody who matters is the one that I see, you know, right. drinking. Yeah, like you shouldn't, and especially like they might play it. You know, I don't know, four o'clock on Thursday. Like it's not. It, it is kind of dumb when when you think about it, just in terms of the health reasons. But then mentally, I do think it's stupid to like, oh, we, you know, we we clinched and then we celebrated. We're celebrating again. Like, how many times are you gonna like? To me, it would be just DS, CS, and World Series. Like, you win a playoff series, pop champagne. And I feel like the every round champagne is fairly new. 
maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like it's only the past, like, I don't know, five to ten years that that's been a thing. Oh, it's very yeah, it's very recent. Like the Jeter teams were not. Yeah, Scott Brocious didn't that. beat the Twins and fucking get hammered. No, I don't even think like I'm trying to think 2009. Like I don't even think they did it after the after the DS. I know they did after the after the CS and after the World Series. But yeah, they beat the Twins in the DS. I don't remember a huge celebration. Yeah, I don't either. But like, I there's, also there's more shit coming. But I also feel like. Um, that's marketing. I feel like that's sold to like Budweiser. Yeah, like you always yes. see, you know, logos and shit on that. And there's the one champagne. They only have the one, uh, yeah, champagne brand. I, I forget what it's called. Here's another request I have for the boys tomorrow night. Please don't fucking play Blair, New York, New York, or Sweet Caroline, or try to do some stupid trolling gotcha thing because that has not worked for us the entire year. We got burned in Houston. We got burned at City Field. Like, like, let's wait until we win the World Series to troll everybody. Uh, see, I don't care as much if you've already beat, if you've vanquished the team. Okay, okay. If you do it in the middle of a series, they're going to come back and fuck you. Yeah, Judge, don't do it in the seventh inning, rounding third, <laughs> right? Up by one, please. <laughs> With Devers coming up the next inning. Yeah, don't, don't do that. You know, John Ryan Murphy's out of the league. We talked about players drinking after the uh, after the oh, game. I yeah. just always he think was about blacked out after the they clinched the wild card in fifteen. Then we traded him for Hicks. I yeah. Say. yeah, yeah. So that it makes sense that <laughs> Hicks is Hicks is the guy that's like, what the fuck are you doing here? It would be funny if Hicks pulled the same thing he pulled in uh, in nineteen. It's like, oh, we made it to the game five of ALCS. Like my that wrist's feeling a lot better. Like, can I come in and hit third? Yeah. Turns out I'm good now. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Like at this point, so I also I have no idea. I meant to Google it earlier, uh, but I didn't. I hope there's no more COVID testing for the playoffs. No, sure. Well, look, all our guys got it over the summer anyway. They should all. There's no way they can all get it again. They all got it. There's a lot. There's a lot of shoulds, and then there's reality. <laughs> yeah. I just like can't have it happen. No, you're right. And it would be it would also be like it would be a big blow for the networks too. It's like, oh, if Judge or Devers or whoever, Bogarts. It'd be fine if Devers or Bogarts got it. Dude, I keep I keep mentioning Devers, man. I'm fucking scared of it. This kid scares the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. Can't play defense, but can fucking hit. Yeah, like he's everything and Duhar was supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, it's true. They came out yeah. like the same time, like a uh, shaky third baseman, but he can hit the shit out of the ball. And Devers is one of those guys who, and I don't know, like I've never heard an interview with him. I've never heard him talk hitting or whatever. But he just looks like when he's up there in like the big moments, like when they went on, you know, he had the home run on Sunday, who he's just like, oh, okay, oh, that guy's going to throw the ball? All right, I'll just fucking hit it. Like not. That's why he scares me. He yeah. doesn't get nervous. He looks like he's 16. Like he's he's jumped, not looking like, at an iPad. No coach is like leaning no. over with an iPad showing him. Anything. He goes up there. He goes up there and hacks. Yeah, that's why he scares me the most. Martinez, I feel like, killed us in 2018 when the Red Sox eliminated us. But I feel like he's he's kind of slipped a little bit. Um, and and Bogarts is really good, but you know they don't have they don't have Mookie anymore. I'm, I'm trying to think who else I'd be. They don't really have Jackie Bradley about. Jr. anymore. 
Um, they don't have like they don't have like Brock Holt who are like, oh yeah, I'll get a fucking cycle out of yeah, nowhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, not they're not as scary, but they're still they're still here now. Obviously, you don't want to look ahead, yada yada yada. But it is a reality that if we win tonight, there's a game on Thursday. Last week, I asked you who you're starting game one. You said Corey Kluber. Does that answer remain the same today? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah, just you need a um, you need a veteran to go out there and start that game. It's not Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez Nestor game two. Yeah, Nestor can start game two. But yeah, you gotta. I think you you gotta break that up. And there's a little bit of remember we'd start Tanaka in some game twos because like well you know he can pick us up if we drop game yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There is a little bit of that. Like I do. I feel Corey Kluber is the best available person to start game one. But there's a little bit of comfort of like Nestor. It almost pitches like a Devers, of like yeah, I'm gonna go out there, have some fun. Like he's on borrowed, you know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And Nestor Cortez is gonna no, go on to win 300 game. games. Like, he'll keep you but... in the game. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna let up five runs in the first inning. Yeah, like he will keep you in the game. Pettit was the best at that. I feel like every time they lost a game one, you knew Pettit was winning game two. Yeah, every the, time. the last time we developed a starting pitcher. <laughs> and for everybody that was banging the drum for. Uh, Jordan Montgomery to get game one or game two. Holy shit, dude. I mean, th- th- like that is why I hate him. He comes in Saturday with, I know, I know we're staying positive, but this guy to just let up six runs and just like, I, I just cannot fucking stand this guy. And I hate how everybody defends him. And oh, it's one bad start. Like, no, this guy showed his true colors. I, I, I do not want to go near Jordan Montgomery with a 10 foot pole. Listen, he's had a good season. Doesn't mean that I trust him. Like not at all. Not that I don't feel comfortable at all. Because then, yeah, I think you're looking at if we were to advance, you go Kluber, Cortez, come back to Cole. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, probably – then it's probably Montgomery because Tyone, 45 pitches. Like, what does he yeah, have? I mean, At that point, I guess Montgomery gets game four. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, get, yeah I wonder what they're going to – I wonder if they might do some sort of Tyone-Sevy combination. See if they can get those two to combine for five innings or something. I mean, Sevy, I think Sevy should be able to go three innings at this point. Like he was a starting pitcher <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, you you would hope that he was getting stretched out in some of his like side work and things like that. If I mean, S- Luis Severino is a very good pitcher. He's throwing very hard. Uh, you know, coming back from injury. And, uh, you know, he's shown some great stuff. He is an absolutely atrocious postseason pitcher. One of the, wor- <laughs> one of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. No, I booed him off the mound in, uh, in 2017. Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Place was ready to kill me. Yeah, he's, been, he's been terrible in the playoffs. I think he's had – I think if you look at it, it's like he's had six horrible starts and two, like – okay ones yeah so if the relief role is like working like i i just think you're trying uh it's not like oh yeah no he's ready to give you like he could give you eight innings you know in any possible way if you just start thinking like ah you think he could give us four like maybe we start him in the like position that he's worst at let him be a a reliever like he's just a reliever for the playoffs but and i don't think 
going into any of these games with the mentality of we're going to go three and two and that gets us our five, that's where we're cutesy in our way out of there. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery or, or fucking Jamison Tyone have to sack up. And, you know, if, if we're going to Seve in a, a fourth inning, it's probably not a good situation. No, no. Or, or somebody like Green that early. Yeah. Anytime you're dipping into the, you know, you're dipping into the good part of the pen that early. It's not good. Before we get to, you know, questions, and I know Dan's got some stuff, uh, got to give me a score prediction, and then I'll give you mine. 6-2 Yankees. I was uh, mine's eight three because I don't think we can win a close game and I, like I think if it's a one run game in the ninth we're gonna lose and I'm sure that was your the only way we're winning is if we jump out to an early lead and kind of coast I think yeah I mean there's been plenty of games where it's been like oh this fucking game's over and then we kind of like claw back and some of them we win and some of them we lose and we've been you know been in the most one run games and we've come from behind for like what forty five wins or whatever it is and all that you gotta throw all that shit out the window. Because you're managing, thinking about the next day and the postseason. All this. this is, we're in a fucking back alley brawl. One game, two unathletic fucking teams. No one's dancing around. Like this isn't Pacquiao and Mayweather no, fucking no. dancing around. You know, these are just two heavy hitting motherfuckers coming at each other. Two guys who are going to hit a hundred on the radar gun. We're going to see a hundred out of you know maybe four guys tomorrow. That's oh, what yeah. it is. It's scary, man. And just real quick, to I think to win to win these games, you remember 17, Didi hit the big homer in the first inning. 18, Judge hit the big homer in the first inning. Even last year, and it was a three-game series, but it was still a wild-card series, Judge hit the two-run homer in the first inning off of Shane Bieber. Like, to me, yeah, yeah, somebody's got to hit a bomb in the first inning. That's what Somebody I said. We need, that, ball over the that, yeah. we need that two-run home run, someone find it, probably Stanton. Uh, he's going to be my. I, I think I'm going to parlay Yankees to win, stand to homer, just because it's the most, it's the easiest parlay to pick. Yeah. Well, do it with our friends at WinBet. You heard the ad at the beginning that I haven't recorded yet. <laughs> Who knows? At this point, you probably ho- heard the mid roll ad that I also haven't recorded yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're time traveling. Look, they, it, it, today's Monday, but I've been ta- I've been doing a good job of saying you've thrown tonight, me off a few times because yeah. I'm just, I'm <laughs> I'm very low on sleep. So I'm like, I was like, I had to tell Nick before the, the, Nick and Dan before. I was like, listen, I watched every game, but what happened on which day? I it's like, did I watch this in the hospital? Did I like where was I watching this game? So, um. Yeah, I mean that's Dan. What do you think happens? Uh, so my prediction is, I think we get Psycho Cole. He goes eight innings, no runs, and then they bring in Chapman. Chapman gives up one bomb, but it doesn't matter because the Yankees already won three one. That's a great prediction. I love there it. We, imagine I he love just Psycho Cole. Imagine yeah. Dan was just like, honestly, I think it's five two Red Sox. Sitting <laughs> 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 there with the Yankee, yo. Um, uh, you know, uh, Urban Meyer. What's that guy? Your boy. To? He Your got boy. He got Facebook shut down just so that he could protect. He got all the social media taken down. Yeah, tough, I don't. That's, tough, that's bad. Tough. Is it though? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know? Oh, some guy who's been on college campuses his whole life is fucking cheating. Oh, what are the odds? <laughs> they are who we Stunning. thought they were. Like, yeah, like. 
It's like football players who are sort of like, oh, I got CTE. Of course you do. You spent your whole life slamming your head into someone else. Fucking it's funny thinking dummies. about how much she's probably talks about character and like doing the right thing and family values. And well, it was ethics. like three weeks ago. All of his I love that the show just has like a Jacksonville Jaguar segment. Uh, um, there was like people were making fun because pictures of his house in Jacksonville came out. and He's just got like a billion pictures of his family, like an uncomfortable amount. The, the amount of pictures of your like family where it's like, I don't know, do you fuck your daughters or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I guess he like owns a bar back in uh, Ohio. State. Where was? It? Wait, it was in Ohio. Yeah, because they played yeah. the Thursday night game. So he was like, he "Let me go stayed? get tanked in Ohio." I feel like that'd be more acceptable coming off of a win, just from a pure football optics standpoint. Like if they had won and he was partying even with the girl, that's one thing. To do it off of a loss is a real loser move. I mean, I don't think he gives a fuck about the job. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be ironic when he steps down to spend more time with his family, quote unquote. Other words, spend more time on college campuses. At at USC. You know what will fix this? (laughs) If I just went to USC, that would straighten me out. That'd get me to stop cheating. I'm banging Aunt Becky's daughter now on the crew team. Now I love my wife. It was so funny. Like something happened like the day like the day before that all happened. Like someone saw him and like took a picture. Like Urban Meyer is here in wherever it is, Columbus, wherever the fuck Ohio State is. Yeah. And uh, his wife quotes me and was like, "And I'm home babysitting, ha ha ha." Like something like that. And then next day, it was like Oof. that that where people saw him, and then that buzz turned into just like <laughs> Urban lap dance Myers. <laughs> I love it, love it. So Dan, what do you got for some like some fun facts for us about the uh, uh, well, Yankees this year? First off, I just wanted to start off with uh, what is y'all's favorite moment from the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry? Um, hmm. It's hard. We've been getting our asses kicked for you know, 15 years. <laughs> like, kind of difficult, honestly. I'll tell you what, it wasn't when Pedro Martinez ass- assaulted that old man, Don Zimmer. My favorite might be when David Ortiz got shot like two years ago. <laughs> I was pretty fired up for that one. I'll say the 2006 when they went in and won five in a row at Fenway. That was like unbelievable. I remember I was in, I think I was going into eighth grade or something, and it, that was a huge series. And they, I think there were two double headers, and they just kicked their asses for five games in a row. That was my favorite. Look, there haven't been a lot of good. Good memory. Look, the easy answer is Boone, but we lost that World Series, and, and me, that definitely—it's cost us so many World Series. Yeah, right. And now we're still we're still paying for it. So, I, yeah, I will say the the 2006. It would be Aaron it's... Boone if Aaron Boone never managed the Yankees. If yeah, he was still yeah. a studio analyst, fucking easy answer. Easy answer. I also like when A Rod slapped Bronson Arroyo's glove. At least someone was fucking trying. No one on this team would fucking do that. Yeah, my my favorite moment is like, it's not good for the Yankees, but in 2017 when uh, Evers hit that walk off home run or not the walk off the game tying home run off Chapman, um, that's my favorite moment though because of the the guy in the stands who is filming himself when everyone's clapping. Joe's Ma- Joe's McFly. Was that Joe's? Yeah, that's Joe's McFly. That's what like yeah, that got like- him into like the position he's in now. I remember when I did this show with Keith. He now hosts a podcast with Keith, who used to be on this show. Um, I said, I was like, that's all that guy's done, though. Like, Keith had said something about him. Uh, and by 
because that was really it. Uh, but Joe's is really like taking the opportunity of getting that, um, you know, that spotlight and run with it. I really like him. He's a, yeah, he's a super nice guy. I yeah. ran into him when I went Labor Day weekend. I was in line at Clear and turned around. He was there with his kids. Yeah, yeah that, that clip makes me laugh so hard, though. That is. I, I tweeted, like, the picture of that at one point uh, earlier when we blew a game this year. I was like, this is how I feel. <laughs> All right, so some fun facts from the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. Um, the first game was played in 1903. Uh, but that's when they were back when they were the Boston Americans and the New York Highlanders. And the Americans won that first meeting 6-2. Fuck. The Highlanders is now a travel team in the Bronx that I played for. Well, I don't know if they still are, but they were. What, like That became like a prominent travel team in New York uh, for like, high school kids. And I played on it. They have Highlanders on some of the like concession areas. It'll be like the Highlanders hot dog stand or whatever, like on the lower level I've seen at the stadium. Yeah, that was the original team. Um, and then the alt or the Yankees lead the all time meetings between them one thousand two hundred thirty two to one one thousand thirty three and fourteen ties. And the Yankees also lead the playoff series twelve times or twelve to eleven. And the Yankees and Red Sox have only met in the playoffs four times. And the two times that the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the playoffs, they ended up going on to win the World Series, which kind of sucks if we lose the wild card game. <laughs> no, it does. I guess what we beat them in 99 ALCS and then in 03 and they beat us in 04 and then 18. So, yeah, yeah, that, that checks out. Remember we were chanting, we want Boston in the uh, 18 wildcard year, and then they fucking undressed us. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Yankees versus Red Sox rivalry consistently draws the most TV viewers throughout the MLB season. And it's actually when it's nationally televised on like MLB or not MLB on ESPN. It's uh, the ratings are 50 percent higher than like the other nationally televised baseball games throughout the season. I like that there's like the players don't fucking numbies, you loser. <laughs> um, I I like that it's a rivalry again. Like it hit a point where it was like because these guys all make too much money, but it hit a point where it was like oh, before every game, it was like fucking David Ortiz and Robinson Cano like standing sixty nineing each other. But, yeah, you know. like 2013 to like 2016, like nobody gave a shit. Yeah, everyone just had too much money to care. Yeah. It was like that, um, you know, they're just everyone's dapping each other up and just loving it. There's got to be a stat about the length of the fucking game. Like those Sunday night ESPN games are the longest baseball games in the history of, of any sport. Like that's how I learned what the Sunday scaries were. Be like, you know, I'm like. 11 years old it's like 10 50 p.m on a sunday night it's the second inning you know you know you have a full week of school and it's like oh we're only in the second inning and three hours have gone by yeah i mean this i all right let's how long is this game gonna be oh that's a good over under all right (laughs) first pitch is 808 which probably means like 811 812 the game is i would say i would say over the game will be we'll go past 1230 I had to like yeah I was looking at it and I was just like well I don't have to work you know like I'll just tell my wife go to bed I'll just I might have a baby in the background <laughs> like I might be feeding a baby while I do this show 
But is it ESPN or yeah. FS1? Oh, ESPN's the longest too. Is it A Rod and Matty V? Um, I I would assume. I see A Rod is actually comforting to me. Like I'm so used to having these announcers that hate us and are biased. Like yeah, but he's, he's not, not a, a good announcer. announcer. No, like, no, but he's rooting for us, and that's something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I don't let the announcers bother. Oh, can we talk for a second? I think Ken Singleton's still talking. Uh, oh my that God. was the fucking. I was like, what the fuck is going on here, Ken? Shut up. I don't want to sound like a like a hater or whatever, but like I kind of don't really get all the Ken Singleton hype. Like I don't think he's that great. I'll say it. I'll say it. I was a little scared to say that. Maybe 10 minutes before Ken Singleton announced his retirement and talked through the entire fucking thing, through the entire inning, I literally was saying I was like, Last fucking series of the year, and I can't get O'Neill and Cone. I got fucking Ken Singleton. Yeah, like, dude, I don't really like people like, oh, yes, Singleton's doing the game. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and it was also like one of the things he said was, I'm either, I'm, you know me, Mike, I'm either, I'm an all in or all out guy. And if I can't be all in, then, you know, I'll be all out. You do 25 games a year. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we talking about? I yeah. have until, like, I guess Ken Singleton's been calling Yankee games for forever. Like, since they were on MSG, I yeah. don't remember this fucking guy until, like, three years ago. Well, I always thought, it, like, he always, I remembered him as the guy, he would only do games at the Trop and, like, in Oakland with Flaherty. Like, I remember him and Flaherty being, like, He would do Baltimore team. because. Because he lived there. Because he, he, he's an Oriole. Yeah. Um, he would do, like, the Trop, and he would do, as Kay had his tenure, he would do West Coast trips that yes. Kay didn't want to go on. Yes. Kay would take a week off to be with his family and not go to Seattle and Oakland. And him and Flaherty, I mean, well, Flaherty's the worst one by far, but, like, that combo, just it just puts you to sleep, I think. Yeah, like, Ryan Rucco saves that team. Yes, yes, no, exactly. Oh, I guess the three of them, yeah, sometimes the three, it'd be the three of them, but, yeah, no, it's, I, yeah, I didn't really get all, I guess he's, like, a legend or whatever, but I, I never thought he was that great of a, great of an announcer. Yeah, no, I've never been like oh fucking oh good thing ken singleton's here it was funny when we went to that series in may at, at camden yards and he had to drive from baltimore and go call the game at yankee stadium yeah <laughs> when the game was in his backyard yeah it's april 16th <laughs> that's when we're in camden that's the first saturday in camden next year i've already okay, looked. You, you already got it okay i love baltimore week yeah no. <laughs> fucking ball i'll still be on paternity leave <laughs> Dan, Dan, we get we get any questions? Uh, you guys kind of answered all the questions. There's mainly okay. about yeah, like what is what relievers do you trust? What's the lineup going to be? Yeah, I mean, I think all it is now is you just need some hard throwing motherfuckers to just be hard throwing motherfuckers, and we need some hard hitting motherfuckers to be hard hitting motherfuckers. That's all it is. The only exception I'll take is like I don't know. I kind of like Gallo to drop a bunt down the third baseline when they have four yes. outfielders and yes, you know, make Deep something shift. fucking happen. You know, keep them a little honest and but not now. Let's not get cute. We're hard headed motherfuckers. That's all it is. I think that's all we got. We just gotta say our prayers, eat our vitamins. You know, did you see my tweet about why we won? I did not. I went to Home Depot yesterday morning. I get out of my car. I'm fucking half asleep. At this point, I've had. Oh, oh the, you were wearing the hoodie. Yeah, yeah I had a hoodie yeah. and a hat on. I just hear a guy go, hey, Yankees, what's going to happen? 
And it's like in a like Philly area, like trash bag accent. And I'm just like, and this guy is getting out of like a two, getting into like a 2004 like Durango, and he's wearing a, a suit. So I said a suit. He had on suit pants, a dress shirt, and a a, a vest of like a three piece suit that's open. And the sleeves are undone and like kind of half rolled, like not even rolled up the like same thing. And he's like, "What's gonna happen?" And I was just like, "Ah, oh, these motherfuckers!" Da, 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 da. Like I'm just going on a rant. And he just goes, "All right, well, I'm a pastor. I'll be praying for you." And I was just like, "Oh God!" He looks like he looks like his sleeves rolled up from like baptizing people in the Delaware River. Ah, uh. like you know, he looked like a one of those like outdoor snake charmer preacher from the South. This is in South Jersey, right? Yeah. Oh, you're getting a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe that's what we want. God's on our side. The good Lord. Everybody say say your prayers. Put us. Well, I guess it's too late to put the spoon under your pillow because you're listening to this Tuesday morning. But yeah, whatever, whatever you got to do. What? What is this? You didn't do that for a snow. If you wanted a snow day, spoon under the pillow. I did that as a kid. I. Well, so I went to uh, school in New York City where. Up until Mike Bloomberg was the mayor, there were there were not snow days. Snow oh, because you could just take the subway to school or whatever. No, because New York City public high schools are just uh, public schools are just babysitters. Like that's all. Uh, right. They right. didn't close schools because people need to go to work. You know. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. We're not gonna. We're not shutting down work. Right. I think because I lived on an island, there was. One time where we were closed because there was a nor'easter, like the ninety, the nor'easter of ninety two, mm-hmm. where like half the island was underwater, and then if there were really bad snow days, we got like three feet of snow. Not a lot of people would send their kid because we all walked like three blocks or whatever. It's a okay. mile and a half by half a mile, city island, um, and they would just call. Like there'd be times where it's like, oh, there's forty kids at school, like kindergarten through eighth grade. There are 40 children here. And so they would just call our parents because, like, the teachers that were from the neighborhood and they would just call and be like, yeah, if you want to, like, come get them, we don't care. And, like, and it really became down to, like, if your parents wanted to come get you, if they cared, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I think and then when Bloomberg became mayor. He closed for like there was gonna be a big storm. He closed schools, and then the storm like didn't happen. And then there were closures after. But now I never had school off for snow days. Put the spoon under your pillow for a snow day. Yeah. Okay. I know. I thought it was. I was like, is this a religious thing? Because we're talking about praying. Oh no, no, it's a total stupid thing. I did <laughs> thing I did as a kid. But now I don't believe in uh, in any superstition. Well, like I say, what will be will be. But for everybody else, do what you got to do. Put the spoon under your pillow. <laughs> All right. You could follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. You could follow Dan. Juski99. You could follow the show at George's Box Pod. I think I, I got to see what I have going on. I may take over the Twitter tomorrow. I may, I may do the tweets. Because I, I just bookmark videos to make jokes like all year, and I haven't really used them. So I've got like Unleash. A Unleash tomorrow. Yeah. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. I mean, this is it. You're listening to this on Tuesday. You're going to listen to something on Wednesday. You know? It's like, um... (laughs) 
You know, you've seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Of course. When uh, the guy, when Jason Siegel has to move rooms and the Hawaiian goes, are these yeah. happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> Is it going to be a happy pot or a sad pot? Also, Nick, I'm sure you've seen it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Many Saints of New York, of Newark. I did. Yeah, I saw it Friday. Yeah. Did you, no spoilers. Everyone has said it's kind of a letdown. So I will say I thought David Chase went for a lot of like low hanging fruit and like easy kind of like easy inside jokes that were already made on the show. Um, I mean, yeah, that that was my one. And I thought they uh, that they overdid Silvio's character a little too much. Like I thought I thought they were trying too hard in certain areas. But if you love the show, you'll enjoy the movie. Uh, I may watch we may watch it tonight. Nice. We'll nice. see. Um, tonight being Monday when we're recording Tuesday, we'll be tonight when you're listening to this, we'll be watching the game. <laughs> all right well hey i mean we got to beat boston if we'll see you at the parade whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.